let me say this to you. They'd better because I'll write a story and blast every last one of you for murder. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is our second week of Jello Month. But first, let's do 10 word reviews of the movies we've watched in the past week. Okay, I'm ready. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay, cool. Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool music and Baby Groot is a great time. And Volume 2, for the record. Volume 2, yeah. Um, my review for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is The Think Pieces Will Hate It, But I Had a Blast. Yay. Um, the Circle. They forgot to buy a plot. <laughs> My review of The Circle is so thoroughly disastrous you can't look away. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. I'm done for my reviews. I didn't review the third one. Oh, why not? Because it's too personal to give just 10 words. Okay. My review of Never Let Me Go from 2010. A gloomy drama with a solid dystopian concept. Yay. Um, and... That last week, I said we were going to be watching Delirium Photos of Gloria for this episode. But that was an alternative fact. Yeah, that was an alternative fact. Um, There is some, um, I had some difficulty obtaining it for the, uh, it's not, it it does not matter. We'll be watching it next week. But this week, we are watching Short Night of Glass Dolls, Aldo Lotto's film from 1971. And here is the plot from the back of my DVD that I found at Book Off, and it was incredible that that was there. (laughs) The corpse of reporter Gregory Moore is found dead in a Prague plaza and brought to the local local morgue. There's lots of (laughs) G sounds. Prague morgue. But Moore is actually alive, trapped inside his dead body and desperately recalling how the mysterious disappearance of his beautiful girlfriend led to a terrifying conspiracy of depravity. Can a reporter with no visible signs of life solve this perverse puzzle before he meets the ultimate deadline? <laughs> and um, the reporter Gregory, Gregory Moore is played by John Sorrell, who is also in the Giallo Lizard in a Woman's Skin, which we will not be watching, but it's got a great title. Good, good. And um, the lady who plays the missing girlfriend is Barbara Bach, who was a Bond girl in The Spy Who Loved Me. And she was also in the Solvang-based slasher, The Unseen, which is not very good, but I liked that but it was in Solvang. Yeah, exactly. There's windmills and Danishes. All kinds of glory and joy. Um, as always, we review films based on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality out of five. Sergio, what's your scariness score for this? I'm very interested to hear this answer. Um, it's a one. Why ever should that be? There was nothing scary in it, Brennan. Yeah, that's fair. Normally, I'm generous, and I try to put myself in the mindset of someone who saw the movie when it came out. Perhaps they were not, you know, spoiled by the the richness of horror that we have today. Uh-huh. But I tried doing that, and it's still a one. There's no, nothing scary about the movie. No, you're you're right. Like that's um, this actually <clears throat> this is way more of a murder mystery than it is a horror film. Um, it's so, it comes so early in the Jello cycle that it's much more genuinely based on the Jello novels, which were like the crime pulp murder mystery novels, mm-hmm. instead of like 
being a slasher movie necessarily. There is a very low body count, although there is one, so it's still, you know, it's still for me. <laughs> but um, no, you're you're right. It's definitely a murder mystery, and it's a crime story with murder, but it's not scary. Although I did give it two out of five screams. Why'd you give it two? Um, because um, it cuts between the past and the present. Um, the present being he, um, the guy is trapped in his unmoving corpse, just thinking in voiceover, like, please help me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do. And that freak, that's kind of freaky. That idea. Yeah. If you've ever experienced, um, what was, what is it? Sleep, Sleep paralysis. paralysis? Yeah. yeah. Like <clears throat> you feel freaked out of your mind. No, that idea is really interesting. And I think they captured it decently. And whenever they transitioned to his flashbacks in the past, there was just these random spatterings of imagery that were always a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. But the story itself is, frankly, a little bit dull and yeah. pedestrian. Yeah, the only thing that, like, maybe could get me, like, I guess, spooked, or mm-hmm. I don't know, have me experience any kind of emotion while watching this movie uh-huh. relating to being spooked, is that throughout the movie you're sort of looking through the unknown or looking for the unknown. Uh-huh. This, um like what did him in because that's what he's doing he's retracing his steps yeah. to figure out why he's lying on you know the slab the medical slab yeah, it's kind of a big little lies situation like you know something bad happened but mm-hmm. you don't know what um and again um in tenebrae um the guy who which we watched last week the guy who witnessed the murder of the tv anchor guy is searching through his memory to find clues for a murder and i think this is a pretty common trend in the giallo genre Mm-hmm. But especially in Argento movies, which this is not. Okay. Um, anyway, campiness. This is always my favorite section to talk about. Um, I want to hear what your campiness score is. I gave it two. Two out of five perms. Two out of five perms. Why did you do this? Um, the random gropings. Uh, yep. At- Italian movies like boobs, apparently. Mm-hmm. We're learning so much. Yeah, there's a couple scenes where there's just like women standing with... I guess they're not scantily clad, but they have, I guess, like, loose flowing clothing. And there's men just, like, straight up groping them with no regard to their to their well-being, to their consent. Yeah, it reminded me of that uh, boob lesbian who had, her, who had her nipple out in the cafe in Tenebrae. Yeah, it was very much or like that. They're just so open with their boobs. Yeah, with their just objectification of women. Mm-hmm. And that woman was high out of her mind we thought she was a sex doll yeah i thought she was a doll i thought that was the whole point of the movie was that they were going to be women who were dolls yeah like short night of glass dolls and whatnot well not like that but um okay like uh like stepford wives almost oh okay wow i didn't i that's not a direction my mind went that's interesting. i don't know why i thought that i just did because you wanted anything to be happening yeah that was it, really. Because, um, I mean, he was lying on a slab, and we're to presume that he went, underwent some kind of process. Yeah. And I thought that that process was what he was investigating, and, like, these women were an end result of that. Yeah. Um, the plot that I made in my mind was so much more interesting no. than what it actually was. Yeah, we're, we're going to spoil this movie. So let's now that you've brought it up, let's just talk about this. Sure. The story isn't very good. No, I couldn't really figure out what it was. Because, like, this guy's kind of his consciousness is living in his body and his body is still pliable and it's still warm, which means he's not dead, but he has yeah. no heartbeat. He has no heartbeat. He can't move. And he's he, not breathing. He's not breathing. Um, and there's actually, um, there's a Stephen King story that has the same concept. <laughs> oh, you're playing Pokemon Go. That always gives you away. Yeah. It's a shame. Oh God. No, but there's a Stephen King story that has the same concept. It's a guy um, sitting 
in the morgue and he's conscious, but he can't move. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to spoil this Stephen King story, which I don't recall the title of. So I apologize. Skip like 45 seconds ahead. Um, but it turns out that he has been bitten by a snake that um, has this poison that makes his heart rate like so slow mm -hmm. that the doctors can't detect it. Mm -hmm. And actually, this is going to get um, like R-rated for a second. Okay. But the reason that the, the lady doctor finds out that he is alive is that she's manipulating his genitals and they become engorged with blood. <laughs> And so she's like, oh, he's alive. Yeah. Stephen King short stories get a little weird. It gets all, it gets porkies up in there sometimes. Wow. Um, but anyway, I thought it'd be something like that. I thought, because that, that weird hippie lady that was being groped, I thought she was on drugs. Uh -huh. So I thought they gave him some of those drugs to make him like seem dead. Mm -hmm. But it turns out it was just magic. Yeah. Like Satanist magic. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like. I saw an episode of Nip Tuck once where the anesthesiologist gave the, I guess, the wrong kind of dosage or the wrong kind of uh -huh. drug to a patient, and she was literally conscious during the surgery as everything was happening to her. Oh, no. So she was able to feel, like, them cutting into her, and, like, you hear the voiceover of the patient, like, in her ear, like, oh, giving her no. inner monologue, and... um and it was just like it was like oh crap like this is really happening to her mm -hmm. like in that one short minute sequence you feel more than you feel throughout this entire film yeah and because you're expecting something real to happen because mm -hmm. the movie's set in such a reality mm -hmm. and it's 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 not so much a Dario Argento movie like Suspiria which has witches and stuff it's very strictly a crime thriller set in Prague and it's like a paranoia thriller about the people in charge or whatever. And then totally. there's just magic in the end and yeah. it doesn't work, which I guess counts as camp. Stop it. <laughs> We're no, 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 keep going, keep going. Okay. So just being weird. Did you have anything more for campiness? I thought the closing scene was kind of campy. Um, you mean the second ending scene in a row that has a woman screaming over the credits? No, no, not that one. The one before it where he walks into this weird sex party. Oh, you mean the satanic orgy with all the um, naked old people? Yeah. That was the longest scene of my life. Because we're watching this in a semi-public place. We watched the movie in a classroom on our college campus. Mm -hmm. And... I was just so mortified. I turned the volume down and was standing by the doors to like, <laughs> in case anyone came in, I could just, just like slam it open. shut. Yeah. And it just kept going. It was kind of eerie, I guess. I don't know. That's well, see the fact that that was more scary than the actual movie. Should let you know just how piss poor this movie was. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed, but uh, we'll get to it in quality. There were things that I enjoyed, but like mm. for the most part, so, um, for campiness for me, I gave it three out of five perms. There, um, Why so generous? Oh, let me tell you. There's a part where our good friend Gregory, or whatever his name is, he helps an old lady cross the street, and then she just... the He leaves. She's, like, blind, though. Yeah, no, but the camera lingers on her, and she kind of just caresses a wall gently and kind of hugs it and for, like, ten seconds, and then the camera cuts. Yeah. Um, there's a whole scene of a doctor telling a bunch of people that tomatoes can feel pain yeah. and then he stabs it with a needle and crushes it. And I didn't go anywhere. What was that about? And um, his uh, Gregory's landlady shows up at one point and she's like, oh, I'm back from my shopping and she has flowers and she has a bottle of milk. And he just grabs the milk and runs upstairs. And I guess we're supposed to think that she like bought it for him. 
but I'm 100% certain he stole her milk and she's not going to have anything to eat because this is Prague behind the Iron Curtain. Things weren't going great for them. <laughs> um, and then there's a part that kind of goes with scariness. Um, and it's kind of like the Italian giallo style. Um, when the main guy's body is first discovered in the plaza in Prague, it's discovered by this gardener guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of like puts his head up to his chest and you hear a sound like a heartbeat. Oh, that scene. Yeah. That scene wasn't campy though. I mean, I guess it was. Keep going. Sorry. It's crazy. Because uh-huh. um, you hear a sound like a heartbeat and you're like, oh, he's still alive. But it turns out that sound is the sound of uh, like a, a half man yeah. with, with no legs. He's a on handicapable man who just happens to be missing some limbs. Yeah. Um, but he's on like a wheeled cart and that thumping heartbeat sound is his arms as he's like pounding the pavement to pull himself forward. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that they had this character, even if it's only for 30 seconds, but I can't say I was expecting that to be the sound I was hearing. <laughs> yeah. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have made much more sense if it was a guy like hammering nearby or literally anything else. Yeah. It was just so casually presented and then went away forever. And I was like, I want the movie to be about this guy. <laughs> I want to know about his life. Cause he seemed to know the gardener and I'm like, do they work together? What's his story? We never find out. <laughs> ah, campiness. Um, let's talk about effects. That won't take very long. What's your score? One, one out of five. The loneliest number. One out of five chandeliers. I will call it. No, oh, there were plenty of chandeliers in this, though. Yeah, five out of five. Uh, if we're rating on chandelier shots of chandeliers, five out of five. Yeah. There's nothing to say about effects. There yeah. were none. No, I'm giving it one out of five. Also, there's like some blood smear at one he, point, but well, there was the one time he was hooked up to the blood thingy that they were kind of draining his body of blood, or they were putting blood in. I maybe. don't know what was the deal, but. The blood was ugly. The blood was like pink. Yeah, it was clearly paint. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, Italian blood has always and will always be like that. And I you mean, paint? literal Italian people. Oh. No, I mean, in, in movies. Um, no, it, there's nothing. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. What's your quality score? I really want to hear this. Because you said some interesting things in our conversation after the movie. And I want to know. I just gave it two. Yeah, okay. You gave it two out of five unlucky yeah. stars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you like about it? What did you dislike about it? I thought that it was beautiful, but trying to figure out the movie's purpose was hard. Yeah, welcome to Italian cinema. Those are my um, two takeaways from this movie. Okay, I, I feel the same way. I think for a crummy murder mystery, um, it's astoundingly well presented. Yeah. I also gave it... I was expecting to really enjoy this movie. Um, yeah. But as we as you've been able... To tell, like, tell from this conversation, I it just, it just, nah, did it work for me? Yeah, I'm sorry you didn't. And neither did I. I also gave it two out of five on Lucky Stars. It was just kind of tedious. The, um, there's no challenge to the mystery that we're trying to solve. I felt uh, that there was a challenge. Oh, you mean a, okay. Yeah, no, okay, there's no challenge for our main character. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I heard the concept and I was like, this is so cool. This is a man in the morgue trying to solve his own mystery. And that's so cool mm-hmm. for his own murder mystery. Yeah. Um, and that's such a cool concept, but the movie so thoroughly fails to live up to that concept mm-hmm. because he doesn't have to put in any deduction. He just literally sits there and has flashbacks. So he, he remembers through the day. Yeah. He remembers like in chronological order, the events leading up to his death. And it's very 
clear what happened. So there's, there isn't a mystery. Like mm-hmm. we're watching him try to solve the mystery of this disappeared girl, which led to his murder. Yeah. But I didn't care about that mystery. No. I wanted to know about his murder mystery and nothing happened with that. And then it was magic. Mm-hmm. And I was very mad. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, there's no investigation. It's basically a dead guy screaming for a while. And then the movie taken in slow motion um, because it's like a girl is missing and a man's trying to find out what's about her and reveals mm-hmm. this kind of conspiracy, which I thought was sex trafficking for yeah. a while, but I guess it's Satanism. Ugh, I don't, uh, I'm so mad at this movie. Uh, um, was it the Satanist? Wasn't the Satanist the doctor at the end that cut open? Yes. Cut, cut into him? The surgeon. Maybe that's a metaphor right there that medicine is satanical. Maybe. I think it's more about Prague behind the Iron Curtain and the influence of communism, which is the most interesting thing about the movie. (laughs) I was hoping, like, it has so many elements of a great movie. Wait, this movie was Italian, right? Yes. It's an Italian movie, but it's set in Prague. Um, I'm not sure they filmed in Prague because I don't think they could have. You mean at that time period? Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, I don't know how European film productions worked at the time, um, but I know American film productions wouldn't have been filmed in Prague mm. at the time um, because of communism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it has some really interesting things to say about life behind the Iron Curtain. Like there's this like Bob Dylan-esque folk singer at one point when our hero gets pushed off a bridge. What was he singing about? He's singing about butterflies and their oh, wings yeah. are ripped off. That was a weird symbol I didn't really care to understand. No, I mean, it was about being repressed and trapped in that communist system. Okay. And I think if they'd worked that in a little better, it would have been so interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it's about the people. You're in, right. Yeah, yeah. Like the people in power oppressing and murdering youth. Mm-hmm. And that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a boring movie. Mm-hmm. It's so slow and nothing happens. And they could have explored the concept of what people say when they think you're dead. Like if they don't know you can listen and you're hearing what they really think about you, uh-huh. that's such an interesting potential, but it's not in this. I'm sorry. It's okay. Someone in the hallway laughed. They like this. They like the show. They must be a fan. Yeah. Um, sorry. I got a little upset there. It's okay. I don't mean to frighten you. I'm fine. I want you to keep, keep with me through this podcast of hardships. I'm fine. Dude, are you just talking to talk? Maybe. Okay. I This episode's real short right now, so I was just kind of keeping it going. Get some filler in. Um, yeah. We can talk about food. No, that's fine. Um, let's do our genre check-in. Um, last week we watched Tenebrae. Oh, before we, okay. before we continue, I just want to say, based on my summation of this movie, that it was beautiful, but not a lot was going on. Like, if you want a beautiful movie with something that's going on, watch A Cure for Wellness. Okay. Um... Let's review that instead. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of A Cure for Wellness, but it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Did it not have more going on? It had more going on. It was definitely a better movie. Okay. See, you're welcome. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. This is a – just if you're on if you're on Sergio's team, go with that. Text 22478. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah, so our genre check-in. Last week we watched Tenebrae. This week we watched a much er, like a, a decade earlier film that's not so slashery. Um, like, what did you find like in common between the two? And if anything, I straight up forgot about a cure for wellness. 
Tenebrae. <laughs> I should have forgot about Tenebrae. Clearly, clearly homie. Um, uh. Okay, well, what do you feel like you've learned anything more about the genre no, from this movie? I or, feel like I've learned your, less. What's your impression of it now? Like, what are you expecting the next time we watch one of these movies? Like, as they were going on, I am enjoying them less and less. Well, no, you can't build a pattern out of two movies. I I think next week will still you be You built cool. a pattern out of two movies. You made, like, a statement about Giallo and um, Argento and, like, what kind of setup their films are based on the two movies that you've seen. But I've seen other ones, too. Okay, fine. Uh, can't call you out on that? No. Um, no, I want to know from your beginner's perspective um, how you feel about the Giallo genre at this point. Um I would expect to like it more just because based on what I've seen, they're murder mystery films. Uh-huh. And I love the thrillers of today. Granted, they are American made and I'm accustomed to that. Uh-huh. So I'm accustomed to expect something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and these movies aren't it because, you know, they're... They're very different. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Maybe there will be one that I enjoy. Okay, good. Well, you enjoyed Tenebrae okay, I think. Eh, it was a toss-up. Okay. Um, Again, I, I enjoyed it more than this, but that's not saying much. Okay. I think and hope we can find one that you'll appreciate. And I hope now that you have a little bit more of a background in the tropes and like weirdness of the genre, like you'll be able to like swallow the next ones a little easier. Okay. I don't know. That's what I'm hoping. But again, I, I also haven't seen these movies, mm-hmm. so I don't know if they'll be good or not. Because yeah. so far we've agreed on the two movies like like um like on our quality rating score. by rating yeah yeah um i'm excited to see more naked women that I, I can almost guarantee that will happen yeah. um but yeah next uh, you know what uh, next <laughs> week um we will be watching delirium photos of gloria which is the latest film we'll be watching that one's from 87 so that might reach out to you a little more it's a little closer to your era um, that one we talked about it last week. It's uh, Lamberto Bava, and I'm very excited. I've heard I've heard some interesting things. Um, but if you want to talk to us about Short Night of Glass Dolls, and these titles get more and more interesting as we go <laughs> along, too. I guess that's one thing that I like about these movies is oh, their I titles. Love the titles. Um, but yeah, if you want to share any opinions about it or about a cure for wellness, I guess <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at Scream One Hundred One Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream One Hundred One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Also, email us at Scream One Hundred One Podcast at gmail dot com. I mix those two things up. Um, we still got a La La Land download code up for grabs for whoever gives us a nice review next. So please do that. Yeah, experience we, the magic of La La Land. We would love it so much. Can't visit the Los Angeles area. Look no further than La La Land the yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. That's basically what it's like, except nobody sings during traffic and everybody hates each other. <laughs> basically. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, join us next week where I think and hope that uh, the conversation will be more vibrant because I think there will be more to talk about with okay. Delirium. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Watch it be nothing. Watch it be like an art experiment. I don't know. I mean, they all are. But I, mean, I guess if it were an art experiment, like, you know, say the Tree of Life, we would just have so much fun trashing it. We do. I mean, that those are great reviews to listen to is angry negative reviews. Yeah. This one was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. I was worried because it was so early in the 70s. I was like, I don't think it's going to be that interesting. Okay. And I was right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what to expect, I guess. Yeah. But you have high hopes going into the next one. I do. All right. I do. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, let's fight. Good luck on your journey, everyone. Stay gold.
I'm ready. Are you ready? Y'all ready for this? Oh, it's been a minute since you burped on the podcast. I'm putting this in the bloopers. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there. Buckets of blood and human excrement? Poor Bobby. Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah. Then you should check out the Gore Gab podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello. You can find us on the iTunes podcast store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.